this is the Ben Wasserman Show. In this episode, I was not a very happy man. I started off the show with a rant about how the Yankees wasted an opportunity to gain ground against the Baltimore Orioles after they split the series with them. I spoke about how bad Luis Severino is, and maybe, maybe that he should be put in the bullpen. I touched on the new app threads. I touched on my feelings on Yankees fans booing Aaron Hicks. Little preview, I thought it was stupid. And then lastly, I touched on DJ LeMayhew slump, and really, this was not an episode where I was smiling. Run it. I usually start off these shows excited. I usually start off these shows in a good mood, by the way. I like that song. But right now, I feel like a broken man, and I'm just going to get right into it. I usually start off these shows by saying, welcome everybody, or what's going on, or I hope everybody has had an amazing week and day. And while those things hold true, I hope everybody has had a great day besides for the Yankees, and a great week besides for the Yankees, and thank you for watching this show, but I have to get right into it. What, what did we just watch? What? Did the New York Yankees just do in front of our eyeballs? What the New York Yankees did on Wednesday night, and especially tonight when I am recording this, the game just ended on Thursday night, is called Wasting a Prime Opportunity. It's called Embarrassing Yourself. In front of your fans. And I have a lot to get to. I have to talk about Yankees fans booing Aaron Hicks. I gotta get into the DJ LeMayhew slump. I have a lot to talk about. But the biggest thing and really the only thing that I can think about right now. Is what I titled this show. And that is that the Yankees have a Luis Severino problem. And it's not the first time I'm saying this. It's probably like the 50th time. And the Yankees also have this problem. And it's called, well, they're not a good team. The, I mean, it is that simple. And I got caught last weekend saying, I'm not mad. And I wasn't mad. I said, I wasn't mad that the Yankees went three and three against Oakland and St. Louis. I said I wasn't mad about that because they won three out of their previous four series, and I said all they have to do without Aaron Judge is go 500 and above. And that's still true. But right now, and tomorrow before the Yankees play their next game, before Carlos Rodon's debut, I am mad. I am furious. Again, I wasn't mad last weekend when they split with Oakland and St. Louis, but now I am furious because the Yankees flat out wasted a prime opportunity to get up in the standings 
to gain some ground against Baltimore to get into second place in the division. And they had great wins on Monday and Tuesday, and I'll get to that later in the show. But what they did tonight, Thursday, and what they did yesterday was embarrassing, and it was flat out unacceptable. Let's talk about this Luis Severino problem. Luis Severino, I am I, I am not going to regret what I'm about to say. Luis Severino right now is the worst pitcher in baseball. I don't regret saying that. Yes, Luis Severino has the capability, and I wouldn't be shocked if his next start or sometime in the future dominates a team like he did against the Texas Rangers, six innings, no runs. But just like I said in my last episode, Luis Severino cannot be trusted. And I truly think right now he is the worst pitcher in baseball. Alec Manoa can change my mind if he craps the bed tomorrow. Jamison Tyone might be up there if he craps the bed tomorrow. But I think right now, you ask me when I go to bed, you ask me on this show who's the worst pitcher in baseball, it's Luis Severino. Let me give you some stats courtesy of the Yankees Yes Network. And where is this? I could have sworn I took a screenshot of it. I got to pull it up on Twitter. Give me one second here. Let's go to Talking Yanks. Shout out to them. I need to pull up some stats here. Luis Severino. Come on, give me the stats. In his last nine starts, which has been his season, because remember, he doesn't stay healthy. Luis Severino this season, 7.17 ERA. 7.17 ERA. He gave up seven earned runs today. He gave up 10 hits today. He pitched two and two-third innings today. That is a major problem. And we are past the point now where we can stop. We can't keep saying, well, Luis Severino, remember that 2017 year? Remember that 2018 year? He was one of the best pitchers in baseball. He was an ace. He was going to be this. Stop. Not a want to hear that from anybody. We are past that point. And we are now entering a new point with Luis Severino. We're starting tomorrow when Carlos Rodon is back. Luis Severino might be a bullpen guy. How crazy does that sound? Honestly, sounds good to me because I cannot keep watching him start games and absolutely end games in the second inning. Against the Dodgers, six innings in the first inning. Tonight, seven earned runs in the first, not even three full innings. Against the Cardinals, the, the list goes on and on and on. And again, I think we are past the point where Matt Blake can do his wizardry and fix him up. It has been nine starts. How many starts do you need to finally realize that a guy sucks? Luis Severino flat out sucks right now. Flat out sucks. I will not trust Luis Severino until he gives the Yankees three good starts in a row. And I have the confidence level of about 1% that that will actually happen. He has an opponent batting average of 315. If you have watched Luis Severino, either tonight, Thursday, 
or last start against St. Louis or the start before Texas. This guy throws meatballs right down the middle. This guy's velocity is down. And Luis Severino has nothing. And it's sad to watch. But also at the same time, Luis Severino should feel bad for me that I have to watch it. Like, it's sad to watch. And I feel bad for the guy. But these are just the flat-out facts. He sucks. He's allowed 11 home runs in nine starts. I don't really want to keep ripping on, on him because really there's one word. Well, there's a few words, and that's the Yankees have a Luis Severino problem. That's the title of the show. It, it's mind-boggling. It's mind-baffling. And thankfully, now a lot of people like to rip on Brian Cashman, and I'm always a firm, consistent – what am I saying? I'm always very consistent on what I say about Brian Cashman. He's made great moves. He's made horrible moves. Overall, I think if he gets fired, he would get a job in a second. Therefore, I can't be too unhappy with him being a Yankees GM. And you look back in December and you look at that Carlos Rodon signing. And a lot of people since March, and I kind of have been this person, kind of not. I wanted Carlos Rodon in December. Then he got injured, and I was thinking it's just another injured pitcher. But I never ripped on Cashman because I wanted Rodon in December, so I wouldn't say I wanted something at the time, and then looking back on it would change my mind because you can't do that, right? You didn't know things that you knew back then. But other people were ripping on Brian Cashman for signing Carlos Rodon. Well, let me inform those people. If Carlos Rodon can stay healthy and Clark Schmidt can be average, and some other guys, Johnny Brito can be average, Garrett Cole can stay healthy, Nestor Cortez can come back. Luis Severino doesn't have to be in the starting rotation. And that wouldn't be a thing unless Brian Cashman signed Carlos Rodon. So if you want to rip on Cashman, you want to rip on Rodon, and you want to rip on Severino, you can't do all of them because... When Rodon comes back, there's a chance that Severino can be in the bullpen. I don't think that's going to happen. But man, oh man, I can't keep watching this guy. I can't do it anymore. He's got Michael Kay and Paul O'Neill talking about the cameraman. He's got Paul O'Neill talking about the most random things on the planet. Because games are over in the third inning. I can't watch these games anymore. Severino, fix yourself. I can't. I can't do it anymore. And I've never been a big Luis Severino fan because the guy doesn't stay healthy and he doesn't perform. And you want to compare two people? I saw this tweet earlier in the day and it was from, I believe his name is Max Manis from John Boy. I believe that's his name. And he said, you want to compare two people that basically are the same but get treated totally differently? Aaron Hicks and Luis Severino both signed big contract extensions years ago. Both have big injury problems. And both fans, when they talk about, like, the fans that actually like these two players say, well, they were good a few years ago. 
Well, Luis Severino was great in 2017. Well, Aaron Hicks, he was one of the best center fielders in all of baseball. If you have to say that a player is still good now because he was good five years ago, then that player sucks now. But yet the fans love Luis Severino and wish the best for him. But the fans are still booing Aaron Hicks, even though he's in a different uniform. I'll get to that a little later. But I'll simplify what I just said these last 12 minutes. Luis Severino needs to leave the New York Yankees at the end of the season. Because I can barely watch him throw two more pitches. I knew in this game, once he gave up that leadoff home run to Gunnar Henderson, I knew this game, I don't want to say it was over, but I knew it was going to be a grind. I tweeted right after that home run, Sevy can't be trusted. I tweeted in that third inning, take Sevy out, take him out. Seven earned runs in the third inning. Seven earned runs in his start. 7.17 ERA. Have I drummed the drum enough? Luis Severino sucks. That's the issue. That is the biggest issue. I usually don't care about when the Yankees get blown out. Because I have this philosophy with baseball that one loss is a loss. And this is a philosophy in every sport. Whether you lose, well, the sports that I like, right? Hockey, baseball, football, basketball, besides from like Olympic sports or sports that like, like golf or you have like year long standings or whatnot. A loss is a loss. Baseball. The Yankees lost 14 to 1 tonight. It counts as the same loss as if they lost 3 to 2. So I usually don't care if they get blown out. But I do care in a night like tonight. In a night where the Yankees had an opportunity to make up ground. I said when I did the show on Sunday, you got to win the series. How about we make up some ground here? How about we actually win a series against an AR East opponent. How about we actually beat the Orioles when they come to Yankee Stadium? This is a golden plate opportunity for the Yankees. I said that on Sunday. And they got two awesome wins on Monday and Tuesday. You only need one more win to win that series. And they... And they... And I'm pissed about it pissed about it it's frustrating it's very very frustrating okay we're 15 minutes into the show how about i get a little positive and like i said earlier thank you all for tuning in here whether you're in listening on apple whether you're listening on spotify watching on youtube watching on twitter I appreciate you all, and I thank you all. These Yankees, man. Aaron Judge, can you get a new toe, please? I want to shift gears and be a little positive, and I want to reminisce on an actually very, very happy moment that I had this week. 
And that was in Monday night's game. July 3rd, fireworks night in the BX. Harrison Bader night is now what I'm calling it. Yankees find themselves in a 3-0 hole in the bottom of the 5th. Well, Anthony Volpe cuts into that, makes it 3-1. Anthony Volpe said this on Sunday. Stud. 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 All those Oswald Peraza guys and Anthony Volpe bring them down to AAA guys. Quiet now. Stud. Kyle Higashioka made a 3-1 deficit. A 3-2 deficit. And now going to the bottom of the 7th. Yankees scored a run off of a wild pitch. Anthony Volpe. Tie game. And then Glaber Torres. Wait, what am I doing here? The score was messed up. So, tie game. Bottom of the eighth inning, Harrison Bader. A guy who, when he plays the Yankees, win. A guy who, when he plays, hits clutch home runs, hits, makes clutch plays. Harrison Bader, I love. Three-run home run hanging curveball. Sent it to deep left field. And Yankees had a come-from-behind victory to start off this series, winning 6-3. to three. Fireworks went off after Harrison Bader's firework home run propelled the Yankees to a victory. Tuesday, July 4th now. Tuesday, July 4th. One second before I get to Tuesday's game in Game 2 of the series. I have to mention this, and I previewed this a little bit earlier in the show. The fact that Yankees fans booed Aaron Hicks this series makes no sense, is embarrassing, and is flat-out dumb. He's off of the team! I booed Aaron Hicks when he was a Yankee. I don't care about him now that he's an Oriole. Why should I care about him? I'm happy for him. He's succeeding. He's making a lot of money. He's not on my team. I don't care about him. I wish him the best. But the fact that there was Yankees fans that paid money to go see their favorite team on Tuesday and then booed an ex-Yankee because they still have gripe or spite on him is embarrassing. Get a life. Get a life. To those Yankees fans that booed Aaron Hicks on Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday, get a life. You guys are clowns. Clowns. He's off of the team. Don't worry about him. That is my mindset about those fans that booed Aaron Hicks. I wasn't expecting it. Maybe I should have expected it, but I wasn't expecting it. But when I heard it, I literally, this was my reaction. You gotta be kidding me. It's just sad. You think Aaron Hicks cares? Do you think Aaron Hicks is going to bed at night saying, damn, those guys really got to me? No! He always handled the media with perfection. He always admitted to his faults. And you're still booing him when he ain't even on the team anymore? Just a waste of energy. A waste of energy. Also in game one, Nick Ramirez 
Huge fifth inning. Huge outing as a whole. Um, Josh Donaldson didn't have the best game one, but that's uh, really in the past now. Nobody really cares about that. Yeah, what wh- did he go? Josh Donaldson here. He went, yeah, 0 for 3. Uh, Kyle Higashioka, great game from him. So overall, like, the vibes after Monday were immaculate. And the last time that I said that about a Yankees win was probably after the perfect game, but I didn't watch that live. So I guess you'd have to go back a month at least, right? You'd have to go back. No, not a month. You'd have to go back to when they had that come from behind victory against Texas to win that series. We as Yankees fans do not say very often that vibes are immaculate. That's what Braves fans say. That's what, honestly, this is going to sound crazy. Mets fans have been saying for the past six days. I don't think that's going to continue very long, but that's a different story. Monday night's game, the vibes were immaculate. Heading into America's birthday, the 4th of July. And on Tuesday, America's birthday, the 4th of July, Clark Schmidt towed the rubber. He delivered what basically, when I think of Clark Schmidt, I think of these stats, five innings, three earned runs, did enough for the Yankees to win the ball game because in the first at-bat, Glaber Torres, not in the first at-bat, what am I saying? In the first inning, Glaber Torres, two-run home run, gave the Yankees a 2-0 lead. They then took a 3-0 lead heading into the top of the fifth. That's when Clark Schmidt gave up his runs. Bottom of the fifth, Yankees made it 4-3. to And then they added on to that in the bottom of the seventh with a Jose Trevino home run and a Harrison Bader double. Final score being 8-4. to They added on another run in the eighth, and the Orioles got a run in the ninth. You guys already know this. But, yeah, a, a real good... America's birthday, Independence Day, victory from the Yankees, right? Hey, you got production from Harrison Bader. You got solid pitching again from the bullpen, solid pitching from Clark Schmidt. So not too much in regards to game two notes. I mean, the Yankees, they had a great day. They had a great day. And then game three came along. And game three was one of those games where it just was like, you got flashbacks of the Yankees like last week or the Yankees without Harrison Bader that couldn't hit the baseball. They couldn't hit the baseball. You had a really good game here from Randy Vasquez, five innings, no earned runs. And then Nick Ramirez came in. He gave up three runs. The Orioles got a four spot in the sixth. Yes, the Yankees two nothing lead in the fifth, but I don't know. I, I, I wasn't feeling confident. And then especially after the Orioles took the lead in the sixth, I really wasn't feeling confident. Final score in game three, six to three. This is my only game three note. And it doesn't even have to do with the game because I really want to talk about this. And it's really news that is surprisingly not being talked about that much. And it's that before the game during the day on Wednesday afternoon, it came out that Jimmy Cordero is suspended for the rest of the regular season 
and into the postseason suspension without pay. Yankees, no Jimmy Cordero in their bullpen. Why did he get suspended? You guys all know this. Domestic violence, child abuse policy. We don't know the story, so I don't want to, you know, make assumptions about exactly what he did. But that's what MLB handed down. Jimmy Cordero, you are a flat-out idiot. Jimmy Cordero, you are a piece of dirt now. You just ruined your career. You were a nobody before the Yankees got you. The Yankees turned you into a somebody. Weren't the best pitcher in the bullpen. Weren't the worst. You were a guy that Aaron Boone went to frequently. Had about a 3-5 ERA. I am really, really interested to see how the Yankees handle this situation. Domingo Herman got suspended. Got another chance. Through a perfect game. Now he's an every fifth day Yankee starter. Aroldis Chapman had his allegations. Yankees kept him for a while. My gut says that the Yankees will keep Jimmy Cordero. But my gut also says that as a Yankees fan, I want the Yankees to cut Jimmy Cordero right now. That's probably not going to happen. They would have done it already. But Jimmy Cordero, you are a piece of dirt. And these allegations, well, they're not really allegations. This, what you did is true because the MLB suspended you. Just horrible, disgusting, sickening, awful. I wish nothing but the best for Jimmy Cordero's family. Just all in all, a disgusting, disgusting thing. And the fact that professional athletes continue To do something like this. And continue. To break. Domestic violence policies. In sports. Is wrong. On every single level. Jimmy Cordero. I got no good words to say about you. No good words to say about you. I gotta mention one more thing. About game three. And I need John Boy. And Jake or BBG to ask Aaron Boone about this. And I know they probably will, or maybe they won't, but I know whether they will or won't, Aaron Boone is going to say what I'm about to say. I need somebody to ask Aaron Boone why was there no Harrison Bader in the game three lineup? And if Aaron Boone says to you, I was giving him a rest day, ask the question again. The fact that Harrison Bader needs a rest day the guy was on the shelf for weeks the guy was on the shelf for weeks prior to prior to this io stint if you're healthy you play every day and especially a guy like harrison bader what has he done against the orioles this series monday three run home run that ended up winning the game tuesday big hits why does he need a rest day You want to know why? Because Aaron Boone and the Yankees organization for years punts away games. They do it all the time. And it frustrates the hell out of me. You play Harrison Bader, this game could be a lot different. You play Harrison Bader, the Yankees could have 
could have ended up winning that game three and this series. But no, Harrison Bader needs to rest. Oh, you need to rest, little boy. You can't play all these games in a row. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Look at the stats. When Harrison Bader plays, the Yankees win. And you're resting him. He ain't injured. He just played today the full game. They got blown out by 14 runs. He ain't injured. Why are you resting him? Why, you want to see more playing time for IKF in the outfield? That guy can't field for the life of him. And I'll get to that. Because IKF had a horrible fielding day in game four. One second, I got to check on my microphone. Give me a second. I did not mean to touch my microphone. It is extremely sensitive, um, but it should be good right now. Hopefully, yes. Good. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to touch my microphone. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Some days they get the hitting. Some days they don't get the hitting. Some days they put all their effort into winning games. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's mind boggling. And then game four, I already talked about. Yankees lose 14 to one. I'm pissed off. Up 2-0 in the series. Game three, you don't play Harrison Bader. Game four, you get Luis Severino giving up seven earned runs. If I went to that game tonight, I would be begging every single ticket voucher employee for my money back. There is a spectrum of how games feel. There's great games. There's good games. There's, mm, they lost, but, you know, it's one of those, like, they faced Clayton Koshaw or Luis Castillo, and they lost. What are you going to do? And then there was games like tonight, where fans should be outside of where Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner leave the stadium, begging for their money back. Begging. For their money back. How do I feel going into this Yankees-Cubs series? Uh, I feel horrible. I said last Sunday that the team was playing good baseball. That was true back then. But I don't think until Aaron Judge comes back. That the Yankees will be able to play good baseball. For a long stretch of time. I think the longest. That the Yankees can play good baseball for. Is like a week. And then they fall off. We just saw it these last two weeks. They played good baseball for a week. They won three out of four series. That's actually longer than a week. And then they fell off. Three and three against the A's and Cardinals. And now splitting a series against the O's. And yes. I said all they have to do is play 500 or above baseball. Without Aaron Judge. That's what they've been doing. I guess I shouldn't be mad, but it's frustrating because the Toronto Blue Jays just swept their opponent. So now they gain ground and the Yankees 
went from feeling on top of the world after Tuesday's win. Oh, you only need one more. We're going to gain two games on these guys if we just win one more. To now feeling like they probably wasted Monday through Thursday and could have like took a trip to Costco and Target and just hung out with their children because they didn't do anything in this series. They came in exactly how they came out. It's extremely, it, it, it's just frustrating, disappointing. Uh, DJ LeMayhew, uh, yeah, he sucks. And there's no other way to put it. You could say he's injured. He says he's not. Nobody really says that they are until after the season. Uh, I'll say right now, I don't think he's injured. I just think his mechanics are totally, totally off. Really sucks to watch. Uh, Jose Trevino, base running mistake late in game four tonight. Uh, unacceptable. Michael K said it on the broadcast, and it's kind of just a snippet of the Yankee season as a whole. Just mistakes and terrible things happening. And then left fielding, IKF. He ain't a left fielder. I mean, it's that simple. He ain't a left fielder. Let's look ahead to this Cubs series. Carlos Radon making his debut tomorrow. I'm actually very excited for that. I actually am. And then he's going to be going up against our old power, I guess. I don't know if we could call him a power. He wasn't on the team for too long. But Jamison Tyone, ter terrible season. Terrible season. Two and six, 6.93 ERA. Maybe he'll be better. Maybe he'll be fired up going against the Yankees, being back at Yankee Stadium. We'll see. I don't think so. I'm expecting a great game from Carlos Rodon. The Cubs are a good team. They have a solid lineup. But Carlos Rodon, from what I saw at Somerset, and, and honestly, based on who he has been the last three seasons, that's why he got his contract. I'm expecting a lot. And, you know, I'm not going to freak out if he's terrible, but I, I am really excited to watch him pitch. Saturday's game. Let me say right now, and let me make it clear as day, Saturday's game is a must-win game. Uh, let me change what I just said. Saturday's game, if the Yankees don't win, I will be really, really shocked, disappointed, and pissed off. Drew Smiley, 7-5 record, 99 innings pitched, 4.1 ERA versus Garrett Cole. I don't need to say anymore. If the Yankees don't win Saturday's game, they, I don't want to say they don't deserve to be in the playoffs because it's July and it's just one game, but let's just say if the Yankees don't win Saturday's game, I ain't going to be the happiest. And then Sunday's game, load, load, load. Domingo Herman, who I, uh, I didn't even speak on this before, but he was awful on Monday, but I kind of expected that coming off the perfect game. Let's see if he can bounce back and be a little bit better on Sunday. He's going up against Kyle Hendricks, who surprisingly at um, doesn't at 33 years old. So that's not too old, but kind of feels like he's a little older than that. Kyle Hendricks at 33 years old, 2.64 ERA. So, I mean, if I'm looking at this pitching matchup, you got Rodon and Cole Friday and Saturday. Win those games and you win the series. Simple as that. Final thoughts here. Uh, I, ha I had in my phone the Taylor Swift album drops tonight. Uh, I don't really have any opinions on that, but depending on what time everybody is listening, go check out the album, Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty, but she's a badass. She's a queen. 
She is the boss of everybody, whether you like it or not. Anyway, uh, to recap my overall opinions, I'm super pissed off. Super pissed off. This was the golden opportunity to gain some ground in the standings, and the Yankees absolutely toasted it away. And Luis Severino, I might not even watch him when he pitches next. And I would honestly make a recommendation to make other plans when he pitches next. Because it is bad news, Bears. And that kind of sounded like I was a fake fan, and I'm not. I will watch him. I live and die by the Yankees. Some people just live by them. Not me. I live and die by them. But Luis Severino flat out sucks. And yeah, that's it. State state of the nation right now with the New York Yankees. Wasted. Not good. Not a good team. So many issues with them. So many. Aaron Judge, we need you. That's how I'm going to end this show. Aaron Judge, we need you. Thank you, everybody, for listening on Apple or Spotify. If you did, if you watched on Twitter, appreciate you as well. And if you watched on YouTube, you are the best. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Ben Wasserman 4 maybe even TikTok at Ben the Sports Guy. And if you're feeling cool, maybe even that new platform Threads connected to Instagram at Ben.Wasserman underscore. You guys like Threads? I think it's pretty cool. Um, interesting to say the least. I think it is, uh, I don't think it's going to be bigger than Twitter, but I think it will be pretty popular and pretty mainstream as, uh, as we go forward here. So I got my account set up on it. I've only posted two things, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yankee stink. I'm going to bed tonight. Not a happy man, but that's kind of how it is this season. Everybody enjoy your night and I will speak to you on Sunday. Peace.